0: Alrighty, We are ready to get started today. How's everybody doing out there? Hope it's going well. Hope you're having a great day, good week, or if this is a Monday or Thursday, I don't know when this podcast is going up, but we hope that it's going well. My name is Andrew Kuhn um, with the Focus Compounding Podcast, sitting alongside my co-founder here, Mr. Jeff Gannon. Jeff, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Andrew. How are you doing?
0: I am doing great. Doing great, thank you very much for asking. Uh, for those that are interested, this of course is the audio part of our business. Uh, if you wanna get access to a website, what I define as really an investing content website where uh, professional investors and individual investors uh, contribute ideas to our idea exchange and a few other stuff, feel free to go to focuscompounding.com and be sure to sign up using the promo code podcast and that will take $10 off your subscription price indefinitely as long as you stay a member. All good? hmm All good. So. So just a little of a preamble before we roll into our topic today. Um, Last week, we gave a call for questions on Twitter, which we will sometimes do here and there if we want to look for um, new content and new ideas. And some guy, um, I'm guessing he was joking, he said boxers are briefs, mm-hmm. right? Which obviously we don't even feel the need to answer that. Um, it is
1: boxers? Uh, he, Under Armour boxers? I you, can relate everything to
0: investing. Yeah, I, there you go, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We've got
1: two write-ups on Friday's I compounding about Under Armour. You can look true. it up.
0: I, told, I actually responded, definitely nothing because mm-hmm. I was just messing around. But it gave a good idea. We should do a podcast, um, and we're going to call it Getting to Know Andrew and, Je- Andrew and Jeff, okay. and just sort of talk about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- What better person to talk about it than ourselves, (laughs) right? (laughs) So getting to know us, how old are you? 32. 32. I'm 22. You're supposed Mm -hmm. to ask how old I am for the years. How old are you? I I know how old you are. I just put it in a (laughs) document. I'm 22 years old. Okay. This is a good one. How did you end up in Plano, Texas?
1: I ended up in Plano, Texas because I took a job with Guru Focus and then quit after about three months. Oh. (laughs) They're headquartered here in Plano. I lived in New Jersey before then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when was this? Six or seven years ago. Wow,
0: so very yeah. long time. And why did someone
1: you is twenty two, it seems like a long time. That was yeah, no, that was a very <laughs> long time, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay, so you came here because of guru focus, and then you left after three months. And then yeah. what did you do for after that?
1: Uh, I I started a newsletter with Quan. Oh, so that's when you started Singular Diligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh well, I started something that became Singular Diligence. It took a while for that to happen, but yeah. Oh, what was it called? The Avid Hog. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Mm -hmm. So, and that one ran for like three years or something after that, but it was like a year before that got started. So Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's six or seven years total. How long did you, did you run that newsletter for? Uh, well we were publishing basically for three years, but if you do all the work that we put into it and stuff, it started even before three years. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, since you're not going to ask me, I no. I came to <laughs> I made it I made it to the Dallas area, um quite frankly, because my father was here and he was leaving the firm that he was at to sort of uh branch off on his own and it just made a lot of sense um for me to sort of come down and 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 start up the firm with him and and so that's why I've been here and I've been here for 4 years now. Can't believe it.
1: Okay, so you've been a Texan since you were 18? Yep, 4 years. Okay. And I've been since I was Twenty six. Do you yeah. really
0: consider yourself a Texan?
1: <laughs> Do I, really I consider mean, wait, a Texan? we're we're fake people Texans. People are listening to this wondering that's what a Texas accent sounds like.
0: Yeah, we're right. You have a New Jersey accent, yeah. and I'm from Illinois, Chicagoland mm-hmm. area. So we're fake Texans. Yes. None of us we're we're not wearing cowboy boots or anything like no. that. You know what's it's such a misconception. People and that when they hear that I live in Dallas, they think like people like ride their their horses to work or something like that. Yeah. Dallas we,
1: we actually live in an area where I'd have to say a lot of people are not originally from Texas. Stealth this wealth. A lot, man. Of, yeah. a lot of transplants here and stuff. I, yeah. I
0: feel I mean there's so many HQs around here as yeah. well. It's a lot it's more mm-hmm. business oriented. If if you want I mean there's a course I guess the typical texas feel that you would think about but i feel like more so fort worth and waco and houston is probably more so like
1: that texas is a really big state so there's yeah. a lot of different parts people might be thinking of east texas might be thinking of west texas yeah. oil lands like i think what was that like west texas i don't know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah or just That's everywhere uh, the show friday night lights and the book that it's based on and the movie you like the show all uh, the show's good yeah yeah the show is yeah. good um, but that's all that gives you a feel of what West Texas is like or at yeah. least what it was like when there wasn't an oil boom
0: yeah but the football here is actually pretty big Allen Texas which is a small town it's I huge
1: mean, compared to places that we came from
0: yeah and I think their football stadium for high school was like fifty million dollars or something mm-hmm. wouldn't that annoy you as a taxpayer when they <laughs> built that I mean that's huge but it's it's it Texas football is no joke that that that's uh a, that that's a true stigma stereotype. is yeah. true mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. all right let's see what else do we got here what other questions i um
1: how do we record the podcast okay well we record um basically once every two weeks we get together and record um we'd already been meeting together before we did that mm-hmm. uh, you do all the work involved with it wow you're giving you giving me credit you provide all the equipment you do all of the editing. I'm sure people feel this is a heavily edited show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we actually messed up with now. We've got a lot. Of it. I honestly, I used to edit some stuff in the beginning, but now I don't really. We don't edit very really, I mean, yeah, We keep it raw.
1: Uh, we've edited things where we said a name we weren't supposed to say or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've done that because people that are on our website sometimes they use different names. Yeah. And one episode, you just said I said yeah. I roasted like three. I threw like three people under the bus, yeah. and, and you <laughs> looked at me about both times. And, yeah, so we had to we had to edit that out. But so if you have restrictions at your firm, go ahead. Sign up.
1: Yeah, Is you a can be name? anonymous. Just yeah. don't tell us your name either. Cause yeah, because I'll throw you under the bus. Yeah, No, but we would edit it out. We've never said anyone's name on the podcast. No.
0: So, okay, so how do we record? So we go to my office, mm-hmm. and so for my work, we actually have a radio show. Um, no one listens to it because it's at five, <laughs> 5 in the morning, <laughs> and who gets up at 5 in the morning on a Sunday? But that's why we have this equipment. Yeah, but that's, that's the best part about it. We, we have this don't know much equipment. about
1: podcasting, so... No. Um, honestly, it would not sound this good unless you had equipment for something else. Yeah,
0: because we actually, when we did first start, we had a little like what is it called, a snowball mic or blue b- yeah, uh, something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. just a little one that you use, and and it was terrible. But luckily, we have the studio setup, which makes us sound a lot better than we really are. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a good one. Let's see. I can't I can't really read your your caveman you handwriting. Um, you can use your own question <laughs> Okay, I got a rapid fire one. Right? Okay. Ready? All right. So you got to answer pretty quickly. All right. What's your favorite movie? Memento. I don't even know what that is.
1: Oh, it's a it's Christopher Nolan's second movie. The first movie ever made was Following, which no one has ever heard of. Or I see. don't even know who that is. So <laughs> <And> <laughs> you don't know who Christopher Nolan is? Maybe. I mean, what, are, what other popular movies does he have? Inception, Interstellar, okay, the uh, so, so three Batman movies. Sci-fi type stuff? Uh, it's a psychological thriller. Yeah. yeah. Interstellar. You've never heard of Memento referenced in terms of people's memory things. No. The movie runs both forward and backwards. It's It's split up that way. Trippy. So, yes. It's like Groundhog Day. Okay. Okay. People will reference it as a memory thing. All right. I'm trying to think what my favorite movie I'm
0: not good at Rapid Fire because I'm not, not good. You're um, not good. You don't know what I don't have a good. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like comedies, you know, like I okay. like old Adam Sandler type stuff, but I don't. I Those don't really
1: would be know. my childhood would just what you're just calling old Adam Sandler is me in high school, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're much <laughs> older. All right. Favorite food? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. Probably just steak. Steak. I'm a very boring
0: person. Really? Mm-hmm. So, steak. Like, yeah, I made a- one or what?
1: Once a week. Really? Yeah. But from a steak? From an Outback or something? Oh yes. Wow. Every single week.
0: I'm definitely a pizza guy. Yeah. So, a gun in the head, if I had to choose one food for the rest of my life, it probably would be pizza. Because it's good okay. for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not. Um, that's and and, and it's hard to mess right up. And it's hard to website. mess up. It, yeah, yeah, we do have a Domino's <laughs> right up. That's right. Uh, if you want to get access to that, sign mm-hmm. up. No. Um, we also have Duncan. That is true. Which that is, is probably true. a favorite of yours, too. Yep. Duncan's good coffee. That's the next one. Favorite coffee.
1: There you go. What is your favorite coffee? Yeah, what's your favorite coffee? How, you, how do you like your coffee? I have a flat white, a venti flat white from Starbucks every day, which Andrew knows because when we meet. Uh, and how many shots of espresso do you get in that? Depends. I've been trying to cut back to good three, but I had been having six when, yeah. you, when I, six. I talked with you. It was six. Good yeah. Lord. I just like
0: it black as well, I think. Um, sometimes i put like almond milk in it, but okay normally just because i'm kind of on this whole intermittent fasting thing Mm -hmm. which that's a whole nother topic and if i put cream and sugar in it it breaks my fast okay so um what's your favorite book that's non-investing
1: related oh my favorite book is casino royale the original james bond novel the first ever james bond novel really yeah i'm (laughs) a huge james bond fan huge fleming the original books do you like the movies i like the movies as well yeah the movies are good double seven are you Mm -hmm. talking about like the old one no, no, no. The the movie they made in 2006 Casino Royale is based on the book mm-hmm. that was written whatever 50 years before them. Nice. Nice. Favorite music artist. I'm not a big music person at all. Really? I think we've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um so it, uh, in terms of that I listen to the most probably Eric Clapton. I have no idea that guitar. is. Guitar, he's oh. well known. <laughs> and he's done other things, but he's best known for his guitar.
0: Really? Yeah. I think I would have to go See, I like um I like more modern music, but I also
1: like older music a lot okay i don't really listen to like country though but i mean i like like old rap we were just talking about that again when you say old you mean like Eminem, <laughs> yeah. which would have been the most popular music. yeah like Eminem. The M&M, but then
0: i like like um like tupac or like biggie like old stuff like that and then i like and like pink old, floyd these are all things yeah, that were the
1: most popular when i was in school
0: <laughs> yeah like like pink floyd and uh leonard skinner like okay all that's all there you go yeah mm. um is that 70s 80s i don't even know
1: some of that 70s yeah
0: yeah i was born in 96 so that's mm-hmm. a little bit before my time but then i like um you know more modern music um hip-hop rap i mean some some of that but uh pretty much all over the all over the board um trying to think what's a good what do you want to do with your life like forever like what do you think that you'll you know what's it what's your
1: 20-year plan I do not have a twenty year plan, no taking it no. day
0: a day, day at
1: a time. I've been doing mostly what I wanted um so I you know started investing a long time ago. Mm-hmm. uh I get to write about investing and I get to do investing. Those are really the only two uh goals that I have. I certainly like um not having to show up at an office and work for someone else and stuff, yeah, yeah. And I like doing stuff that's uh um purely like an intellectual exercise so you know really doing what I'm doing I get to do both the things that I like which is investing and writing both I get to write about investing a lot for for focus compounding and for the blog and everything mm-hmm. so I get both of those things at at once I don't think I'd ever want to just do one I don't think I'd like to write just about things that aren't investing but I also probably wouldn't want to just do investing without also having the writing part of it
0: do you ever get sick of writing because you've no. written
1: so many blog posts on so no. many different topics and ideas. No, I'll, I'll tell you the truth there's um what's it called Oh, there's a term for it. Crypto... I forget. It's a... Crypt- cryptocurrency? It's you, no. <laughs> just, it's, uh, it's when you think that you found something new. Yeah. But we were talking about music. It happens a lot to mus- to musicians that they think that they found some something new and they realize that they stole it from another song. Yeah. Right? Happens to me all the time with my own articles. Really? So someone will tell me to go back to something I'll read it and I'll be like, oh, this is really interesting because I don't go back and read stuff that I've written. Uh-huh. I've read and I'm done with it. Like sometimes people will email me and say, "Oh, I've read this five times." I've never read it five times, <laughs> um, but that's just because I write something and then I move on. You know, that's the best that I could do at that time, and then you just move on to other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I don't get sick of it. And Actually, when I go back, I realize, oh, uh, I could have another take on the same subject. You know, mm-hmm. like you could answer the same question, especially when I've been doing things. I've now been writing things. I was writing things ten years ago. I was writing things actually twelve years. Uh, yeah, twelve years ago, mm, more a little more than that. So I'm sure that I would have somewhat different answers 12 years later. Sure. So no, it's inexhaustible. Yeah, you never run out of stuff. Uh, that's what's your 20-year plan?
0: No, I think my 20-year plan is, uh, you know, continue to be a student of investing. I don't know okay. if you're ever a master at, at anything, really. You know, you continue to learn every single day. And I think that's actually what I love so much about investing is it's just you're constantly learning and it's constantly interesting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get too dull. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it, it's also interesting in the fact that you can... Do all the right things and still Mm. fail, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I guess, like I said, it just keeps you on your toes and continues to make you, if you're serious about it, continue to learn and continue to sort of, you know, build on
1: your craft. Yeah, it's very process oriented. I think that way it's also people forget um, the different environments that you're into. That's part of the reason that it's not boring Mm -hmm. right now is kind of an unusual time. But 2000 was an unusual time. Mm-hmm. And 2008 was an unusual time. And I haven't even been doing it that long. Like mm-hmm. we said, I'm 32. Um, but in that time, I lived through 2000 bubble, you know, the, the 90s bubble, mm-hmm. um, the financial crisis, and all the stuff that's happened you know, in this bull market now. Um, so it's a lot of different things that have happened in mm-hmm. there. And, and there'll be lots of things that we can't predict that'll come later. Um, so it would be boring if it was always the same market environment or something, but it changes
0: how did you get into investing?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think I've told that story before. So I got into investing um, when I was probably 14 or something. Um, I started uh, picking stocks for myself. I had heard about like inflation and things like that and and wanted to grow money over time, compound interest. Um, And then it was only later that my dad showed me an article about Ben Graham. It was actually about Ben Graham, uh, not Warren Buffett. And uh, he said, this sounds like you when you pick stocks, you know, because I talked about stocks. That's one of the things that is unfortunate maybe i don't know if it is for you but it is for me in my life that i will bore people with business related things because all things can be related to business stuff sure right? yeah. you know i related the under armor thing um we <laughs> go into any place yeah. and i'll be like um like you go, i went to a wing stop or something and i'm like hmm i wonder how many people are working here and who's the franchise who you know that this is a franchise like sure I'm trying to figure those things out um, I'm always like that. I'm always, when, uh, I'll be someplace and I'll be like, how many square feet do you think this is? You know? Yeah, yeah. And looking like, uh, places that are nearby that I know what the rents are and stuff, like yeah. just kind of trying to think about the business model and how this could work. Sometimes you see something and you're like, wait, how does this work? You yeah. know, like, uh, I, I joined movie pass <coughs> months ago mm-hmm. I was looking at it and I was like, Wait, how does this business model work? Yeah. Trying to figure out, like, is there any way they could really become cash flow positive with this idea? Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I still signed up because yeah, get to see it works for it. the customer. Yeah, but yeah. I was trying to figure As out how master, this could work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No,
0: i I always source. Sort of, uh, I always say the same thing. Like, I felt like when I was younger, a mm-hmm. lot of kids my age they would see an ice cream truck and be like, "Ooh, ice cream!" and I, and I always saw it and be like, "I wonder if that's a good business." And of course, that was yeah. in like you know elementary school so Mm -hmm. whatever but and even when i was younger i had little side businesses like i used to shovel driveway i've always sort of had a considerable passion to i guess just like grow money make money and um i guess that could sound kind of bad at at some point like Mm -hmm. being so young and feeling like that but i just have always been really interested in money which sort of led me to uh when i was like 13 years old to the
1: stock market and then yeah so you started trading right you trade because i read a article about you. Oh yeah. When you were a business 20 insider. under 20 or yeah, like a, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's
0: a business insider. Yeah, that was when I was I was trading a lot and that was um, what I called options arbitrage. Okay. And it's just buying and selling like volatility and a bunch of different option spreads and cuz I grew up in Chicago and maybe it's cuz I was close to the CBOE and like mm-hmm. it's sort of like a trader city, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, that's where I started off and um and it was a good introduction, I will say that cuz it got me thinking. Mm-hmm. And Um, it got me thinking about, you know, I guess my future more and just business and continuing to make money and all Mm -hmm. that. Um, but from there I came across, uh, value investing. And and what's interesting is I was actually on, and I don't think I've ever talked about this. I had to trade an Herbalife. didn't know anything about the company. I was Uh just trading the spreads and I can't remember. I think I was long. It is what the spread, the Delta was long. So I was long long the company essentially. And, um, Bill Ackman came out and did a presentation. Mm-hmm. And it like puked the stock. Yeah. And that's how I found out. Who, I'm like, who the heck is this Bill Ackman guy? And what's a hedge fund manager? And then okay. from there, I kind of r- learned about value investing and then and the intelligent investor and, and then Warren Buffett. And mm-hmm. then from there, it just sort of cultivated this mission, I guess, that you could say I've always been on, you know. Yeah. And, and it's it's kind of interesting. I'm sort of fascinated with this idea of stories is mm-hmm. what I always say, Yeah, because everyone's story is different and mm-hmm. everybody has one. And there's no right story to life, I guess you could say. Okay. And it's like, okay, so here I am starting off getting really interested when I'm 13, right? And believe it or not, um, the first stock that I actually bought, I can't remember, it was Citigroup and it was a $5 stock in that area. Mm -hmm. And um, they did a reverse split. And yes. it went up to like 30 or $40 or mm-hmm. something. And I made all this money. I mean, I thought I made all this money right, until right. I learned what a reverse split yeah. was. But it was such, I mean, and looking back now, it's kind of like a cute little story, but mm-hmm. it was so like, it just it just got me so interested, you know? But yeah. getting back to like this thing of stories, I'm fascinated by because it it's like, okay, so there I was then. And then it's like, I got into trading more and, and learning about options. And then mm-hmm. my story, if it was a stock chart, it's like, it would be all over the place, you know? But then for the past, I don't know, five, six years I've been on mm-hmm. this story of, um, studying like value investing and, and thinking like a business owner and, and valuing stocks according to like that. And, yeah. and I don't know, it's just pretty interesting. That's one
1: thing. I don't know if it's depressing or hopeful for people, but when did you buy your first stock? You know, you just said, so was it 13? Was it before I that? was, it was maybe, f- it was i think i was
0: 14 fit in that area oh, right. but so yeah. you're making your i used to investment to, decisions you're
1: making our trees yeah, or whatever yeah. i used to like follow 14. along
0: with my my dad and his account but then it was right. like a personal and your dad was in the business yeah mm-hmm. he okay. was an advisor yeah. yeah
1: and so and i uh just said that i was uh you know spending a lot of time when i was 14. Mm-hmm. i mean a lot of time way more on that than school or anything like that yeah. you know mm-hmm. um so i don't know we get a lot of questions about people years later. I don't know. We we got started at a young age. I'd say most people. Um, I can think of a few examples where that's not true, but most people kind of get the investing bug at a young age if they're gonna be that passionate about it to eventually yeah. learn all this stuff. And my,
0: my senior year of high school, probably mm-hmm. the worst student in the world because I just sat on my iPad all day and would just read about markets and read about like just literally read all day and yeah and the and like trade and stuff and like go back and forth and mm-hmm. and the teachers knew I was doing that yeah they just left me alone they mm-hmm. didn't say a word about it yeah. And, you know, yeah. know, maybe it was because I was a senior in high school and at that point <laughs> I was done already. But I don't know. It's just it's really interesting. hmm. Yeah. I'm fat. Like I said, I'm just fascinated with this idea of stories and it's constantly always changing. It's always being written.
1: Yeah. And it's a piece by piece thing because mm-hmm. a lot of people ask us questions about those things. And it wasn't a plan to do a lot of the different things that we've done. But, you know, um, we got to meet recently with someone who, who had known me from listening to a podcast that I did in 2006. Yeah. Mm hmm. And he had all sorts of things that changed in his career over over those 12 years or whatever. But obviously, um, that was just a thing to do when uh, I dropped out of college when I was 19 or mm-hmm. whatever. And I just thought, what can I do? I was really interested about investing. So I started blogging, starting to do a podcast. And that's been how I've met most of the people that I know um, in the industry and things like that. Yeah. And it's just something that happened because of that. That obviously wasn't the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, what do I do, you know, day one when I got back from college and that's what I knew. The two only two things I knew were writing and, and investing, so yeah. yeah.
0: So if you had to give, this kind of took a different turn, which is okay. good. If you had to give just some sort of advice to people that maybe, I mean, we get emails sometimes of, from people that aren't where they want to be in their career or whatever, they don't like their yeah. current job, sure, whatever. Those, yeah. What do you think you would tell them or tell the listeners that may be in that sort of situation? Because the point I'm trying to make is you don't know where you're going to end up, but just kinda enjoy the process, keep your feet moving and yeah, something will I, happen. But yeah. I
1: think people do often know what they want. Mm-hmm. Actually way more like when we talk about the people we get questions from, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's pretty clear what the trade off sure. are. Yeah. They're some sort of analyst or something at a place that does not share their philosophy. Yeah. It's a paycheck. Yeah. As doing and now and right They're doing now what they don't the, want to do. They're doing what they don't want to do and they're close to, they feel really close to doing what they do want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but for perfectly logical reasons, uh, practical reasons. They don't want to make the leap to whatever, you know, that is. Mm-hmm. I think you often know what you're passionate about and taking some step that takes you in that direction, saying yes to things that go in that way is a good idea, but mm-hmm. you have no idea how long it'll take and where it'll eventually get you that way. But yeah, we get tons of questions like that. And it's usually people who um, have to decide sort of between something that's uh, practical sounding, especially to other people. Yeah. You know, it'd be hard to explain those kinds of things to someone else in your life like why you made that decision to do yeah. this. Mm-hmm. But they're, and the problem is they're very passionate about value investing or something. And what they're doing has nothing to do with value investing.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's interesting too, because if you think about it, right. Um, me reaching out to you cause I read your blog mm-hmm. right, and then I reached emailed you. It's like if I never reached out to you or whatever, we definitely probably wouldn't have started focus compounding, obviously. Absolutely, and we yeah. wouldn't have had this podcast, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have this other side stuff that we haven't really announced to the podcast listeners that we're right, doing. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think the
1: takeaway is is I wouldn't be here anyway if I didn't take a job that I immediately exactly. decided to, which to you quit. Qu- you quit three months in. you oh, said, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, but you then know? I stayed here. I was yeah. like, oh, actually, I like it here in Texas compared to New Jersey, so I stayed. Yeah, and figured something else out. So I think the moral of the story is is
0: just continue to. Oh. Phones ringing. There we go. <laughs> okay. Continue to I'll just move, keep moving forward, and keep yeah. Well, I should tell some that's story
1: that's related to that, which is Quan. Um, uh, so I mentioned, uh, you know, I'm Quan. I, I run a newsletter with him, and it's interesting because he was just in college and reached out to me through an email. And I, at the time, I don't even know if he had switched his major from uh, math to um, finance. Okay, mm-hmm. but he he sent me something, and it had all this impressive credentials on it because he had been in. Um, no, he seems like a incredibly smart person. Yeah, he's now doing a PhD in, yeah. in uh, deep learning, but he had all this stuff. And honestly, I read the the email, and I actually thought, no, I don't want someone with this background in math. That's that's a pretty theoretical background in sure. math, and, and and all this stuff. And and it really, you know, that wasn't that interesting. But he was very, very passionate about value investing and about business analysis, right? Mm-hmm. And this came through, even though there was nothing in his background to suggest it. So it's was like, yeah, we should work together and let, let's see something. And after that, we worked together on all sorts of things. And like I said, for three years of publishing stuff, at least four years of working together was just because he sent me this email, which actually the resume of it, I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But it was just that there was this little bit about a specific company and that he was really into like the Phil Fisher business analysis side of it. I saw that and I was like, okay. We'll give him a try. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And it worked out great. Yeah. Ben, you'd think people would think it's all about the uh, credentials and stuff that you have. And honestly, he had great credentials, and I didn't want them. Yeah, sure. You know, but it was the passion that he had for it and clear that uh, – and obviously, if you're reaching out to someone that way, yeah, just out of the blue like that, you know, that works.
0: Do you think it's the creden- – I mean, it's – everyone – I feel like people get so worried about the credentials, I
1: guess. Yes, we get so many questions about should I um, – get an mba should i get a yeah, cfa even, even i've
0: screened I? for that on, on twitter before yeah, yeah. getting people's opinions and and um it was actually the most useless um twitter scan ever because i think it was 50 50 <laughs> and all the like i think it was like 150 people that voted and it was mm-hmm. like maybe cfa won by a
1: little bit but it was pretty pretty much dead even yeah that's the warren buffett saving up sex for old age yeah one, that yeah. line that he has which i think is actually a good line ab- about that um, obviously you do all sorts of things that can help credentials for getting a job or whatever mm-hmm. I have for, uh, you know, other people. Cause how else can you, I mean, the thing about, like I mentioned with Quan or, or like you is you reach it in person and I could see how excited you were about it. Mm-hmm. Um, without that, there's no way that, you know, that would have led to anything. Sure. Um, but in a lot of times in, in, you know, you go in for a job interview or something, it's very hard to get across how interested you are in the subject matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know lots of people have had trouble with that. Their credentials aren't, aren't. What people want to see their resume isn't quite what they want to see and you know they end up not hiring them yeah and especially if it's more of like a group decision on someone yeah unfortunately i think that's true for for like that it's going to depend more on your resume and stuff especially if it's a group of people making the hiring decision not one
0: i never wanted to have to use my resume yeah (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) i mean a lot of people fixate on it and it's interesting Uh,
1: yeah i think like you mentioned the group focus thing i think i had to create a resume after being offered the job oh after I think so. I feel like he said, why don't we have a resume for you on file or something? I forget. It was something like that. Yeah. Or like just so they could use the bio for things or uh-huh. something. So yeah, I I only created a resume after I had a job for, for some reason. I don't remember why. It's like, let's have a resume. Okay. Wow. Well, interesting. Well, this was a very
0: non-investing related podcast. It uh, turned a little investing related. Yeah, a little again. bit, a little bit, but we, we hope everyone enjoyed listening and learning a little bit more about Jeff and myself. Maybe we'll do these more often, just kind of, I guess some
1: stuff. If different. If get more questions from people. Yeah. This is what we didn't have questions for you on this topic. We haven't really told people you can ask questions about yeah. other things. Uh, although the person did say boxer or briefs. So they he kind of took the initiative. He himself. went pretty personal with that one. Yeah. Um, but especially if we're going Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, yeah. Um, then there's room for, you know, a different podcast stuff, That's a yeah. little more casual about some other stuff. Yeah. So we, one thing we try to avoid is just sitting here talking generally, like this is some radio show that goes on for hours. I've, i Uh, really pushed the idea of it being a short format show as we're on 26 minutes okay for this one yeah it's good um the yeah which uh instead of having like a more laid-back one Mm -hmm. so generally you don't get any sense of us um because we go right into the topic and yeah you know we make it a podcast that's sure enough that you can listen to on your lunch break or whatever
0: definitely so if if anyone is interested in Anything else, investing-related, non-investing-related, whatever. You can tweet Uh, at us. Definitely tweet or or reach out to us. It's at
1: Focus Compound. Yep. That's you. Yep, at Focus Compound. And and at Jeff Gannon. Yeah. It's spelled G-E-O-F-F-G-A-N-N-O-N. Yeah. You know, somebody asked me, "Is like, is his name Jeff or what's it?" I, I, I was when I was at Starbucks yesterday. Someone came up to me and said, "We're having an argument here over it." Yeah, <laughs> is it Geoff or Jeff? Yeah, somebody
0: said Geoff the other yeah. day to me too. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's it's Jeff. It's yeah. just just like J E F F, just spelled a little bit differently. Yeah, that's funny. What'd you say? Jeff, Jeff. Yeah, I just said that was Jeff. Yeah.
1: Very boring that way, yeah. That's so funny.
0: Anyways, if you want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening, should I even promote the yeah, <laughs> the, promote promote the memo? There you go. Okay, we didn't talk about investing. <laughs> but but it's if you do want to join our, our investing memo, Jeff writes a 500-plus word memo that goes out on Sunday just on investing principle. Go to com and on the homepage, you'll see the uh, area where you could enter in your email, and you will get that from us from jeff every sunday forever and and it's um the response has been pretty good from them yeah the
1: one thing i want to point out about that because some people i think are confused that's like a mailing list that we have yeah but you will literally only get one email from us once a week and that's going to have the memo in it it's n- you're not on a list for anything else yeah it's not spam or anything it, it you, once a week you get a memo on a sunday morning yeah that's it yeah. how long does it take you to write them I've said this before, I think. It takes longer than you think because I try to keep them to fit on that one-page PDF.
0: You know, Jeff Bezos um, said that his his annual letters, or like a good letter or whatever, like mm-hmm. that it, it should takes weeks it, it to to create. I
1: found that the shorter the thing you're writing,
0: yeah. the longer it takes to write. So, it actually, it kind of gave me confidence because sometimes I was like, gosh, this is taking me so long to write.
1: <laughs> People always ask me that. I wrote, like I was mentioning, Guru Fogas wrote articles all the time that were 3,000 words. People be like, oh, that's... How do you do that? How do you, it's not a lot harder to write a 3,000-word article than a 1,000-word article. That's not the problem. Yeah, The problem is having one topic that you have something interesting and whatever to say coming to a point. And you have to do that whether you're doing it in 500 words or 5,000 words. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Perfect.
0: Well, with that, <laughs> we will see everybody in the next podcast, and have a great day.